Welcome to the Riots Podcast, episode 22. My name is Ed Rodriguez, and always I'm joined by my co-host, my brother from another mother, Chris Zirkle Tucker. How's it going, man? Um, pretty good, man. How you doing? Not bad, man. Uh, my arm's in a sling from uh, from a soccer accident, but uh, other than that, I'm, I'm all right. It's an interesting definition of all right. Hey, man, uh, I got the, the okay from a doctor to take the next two days off, so I'll take it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> He was um, like, you can, you can pod and you can, uh, you can drink Dr. Pepper. Yeah. Well, yeah. No, the, they had me on like, uh, some weak ass ibuprofen, uh, but they're like, no alcohol. I'm like, whatever. We call those, we call those bitch pills. Ed. Yeah, I know. You on your 600 milligram bitch pills. Yep, exactly. How Old you been, man? Oh, I'm good. Good. Good week. Uh, good weekend. Doing a, doing a, yeah, doing pretty all right. People enjoying the show. Yeah, I, like that. I, I yeah, read a lot of stuff about the show. I love it, man. Every time I see someone pop up on Twitter or uh, or on the Facebook and, and give us a compliment, I was like, oh, yeah. And people, it's weird. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you know how it is. Where, you know, when you fish for comments, you get the, you know, the the endorphin rush of, of seeing someone give you a compliment. Yeah, well, it's it's nice, and people have have enjoyed it, and they're they're interacting, which is the best part. They're playing along and. They're having fun. They're engaging. Yeah, you know, I love it. Questions after the show now, and comments after the show, and people are sending pictures of them listening to the show, like in their car. <laughs> yeah, I love traffic, it. I saw that. Which is like, oh god, you're hearing my voice come out of your car stereo. It's awful. Yeah, I mean, that's I I try to drop an octave just so my voice doesn't sound so high pitched. <laughs> but it's it's good. Yeah. So mostly, I've been I've been doing that this weekend. The Royal Rumble was uh, Saturday or Sunday. And NXT TakeOver San Antonio was uh, Saturday. So I got to watch both of those. Uh, was disappointed by both. But you know, <laughs> overall, pretty good weekend. Hey, no, Shins- no Shinsuke. So if you're – spoilers, Shinsuke doesn't show up at the Rumble. So that was disappointing. I mean, if anything, it sounds like a pretty good weekend. Are you just sitting down and watching wrestling? Yeah. I mean, if you, <laughs> I guess if you break it down, <laughs> I didn't do much. <laughs> so Yeah, that sounds, yeah. Pretty, that sounds pretty good to me. I read my book and, uh, and watched wrestling for two days. So yeah, pretty good. Yeah, I mean, so it's uh, it's kind of been a little bit of a slow news week for the galaxy. Oh, I know what happened. I got the reaction from me moving home. Oh, yeah. I want to talk about that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah no, you, let's, before we get into it, let's uh, yeah, let's let's get into that for a little bit. What what did you hear uh, from people? Um, the general the general atmosphere seems to be pretty thrilled. Which you know, obviously, I I'm ecstatic and I can't wait. And the kids are looking forward to it, and Eric is looking forward to it. But seeing you know friends kind of come out of the woodwork and and be like oh shit zero's coming back and you know uh, i've gotten some message i've got messages from people buying season tickets because i'm coming back and it's like no i'm not, i'm not buying season tickets <laughs> like, <laughs> you know i'm not i'm not against you buying season tickets but uh it's not going to work out for me this year uh but i appreciate how many people are are excited and and looking forward to coming out to games and should be there by no later than the second or third game but uh, definitely plan on being around a lot more this year than next year. So yeah, I find pretty, it. I find sure. it. I'll be hard pressed to not see you trying to get to every single game. Yeah. I mean, that's what always happened. Right. <laughs> Even when I was mad at the Galaxy, I'm like, 15 minutes, you know, or like one o'clock on a Saturday. I'm like, who's got a ticket? Right. Yeah, exactly. I gotta, Papa's got to get his fix. Yeah, I don't, I don't think you'll. I don't think uh, it'll be too hard for you to to, to get back into things. Uh, well, I've been looking at pictures of the StubHub Center every day, so I think I think I'm pretty eager to get back. Maybe a little bit. I think. Yeah, a little bit. But yeah, so that was my thing. 
That's cool, man. I'm I'm glad to hear that, dude. Well, I mean, I'm probably the most excited for you to come back. Yeah, outside of me. <laughs> yeah, maybe even early March. Let's it's 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 coming up, man. Yeah, it'll be this, here before. You know. The season is is coming up really fast. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, Thirty something days left, right? Yeah, and I, I think at this point, it's it's the the news stories are gonna kind of wind down a bit with the all the transfer stuff. I think uh, one transfer that is uh, finalized is. Uh, Alessandrini. It's not finalized. Not official. It's final. Look. It's when, not official. It's when, not officially. He, this is this is what when, raises when, questions when, for like, me. When like the team that he's coming from is like saying, "Yeah, it's done." I think. Yeah. Well, this is what raises questions for me. So Baxter came out and said, "Alessandrini's done," right? Yeah. Which for you and me means Alessandrini's done. Yeah. Like if, if Baxter says it, I'm willing to take it as canon. We're good to go. Um. But for the first, I mean, I, and I could be wrong. I don't think he actually said it was confirmed by a team person. He says that the Galaxy are refusing to confirm it, refusing to speak on it. But he still feels comfortable enough to say he thinks it's happening. Like, as a reporter, he's willing to come out and say, I think it's going to happen, even though the Galaxy are unwilling to confirm it. So I have to believe that, I mean, he's got it, right? Absolutely. Like, I, tr- I trust him enough that if he says we got it, it's it's already over the line. Yeah, completely, 100%. I I. I completely think once Baxter's like, no, it's done. It's a it's a done deal. It's done. Yeah, and that's and it's good. I I, I spent the day watching, um, you know. Although in previous episodes I've uh, I've been against it, I spent a good portion of today watching him on YouTube and seeing what there is to see because I will openly admit that I knew nothing about him. Uh, still don't really. He's he's got some. He's sure, sure as hell got some ability. Like the kid can he can ball. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. So I was also doing this uh, this research, and uh, if you guys want to do a little research on your own, there's uh, two videos in particular that you'll get the uh, good side of uh, Roman. That's how you mm-hmm. that's right. Uh, I think it's Roman. Yeah, Roman. Roman. Um, there's one video that shows his goals, his skills, all that stuff. You know, the typical mixtape, uh, the YouTube mixtape. Uh, then you got the other one, which is uh, interesting because it's titled his name. With crazy skills, 2015-2016. right? Um, and it's all his uh, getting stuck in, you know, getting trapped by three defenders, losing the ball. Right. And there's uh, a lot of that. Taking terrible touches. So, yeah. the, so the one video where he has all his like goals and assists and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, the YouTuber is Ad Styles, and it has another, you know, his name Romain Alessandrini. And then you have the other one, which is from the the YouTuber is. OM Forum, which I'm assuming is obviously the Olympiacos fans. Or, yeah, no, or Marseille. Marseille, yeah, sorry. Whatever. No French people listen to the show. Yeah, it's like, remember, edit, edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's, no, he, that's, he the seems, one, that's the one where it's like all his bad touches. So it's kind of like his yin and yang of, of his uh, playing skills. And that's, you know, and look, that's fair. I mean, as we were saying in the last episode, YouTube videos make everyone look like Messi. Yeah, exactly. Everyone is the best player that's ever played soccer if all you do is watch your YouTube videos. Some Euro trash electronica song in the background. So it's yeah, oh it has to be it has to be, right? <laughs> yes. It's uh, almost as if there's no other music. It's like either Euro trash electronica or uh, like the worst rap music you can imagine. Some French like hip hop. Yeah. <laughs> London rap. Yeah. Uh, but so he it's it's good to see a bit of both. He has as every player does, you know, he has his bad moments, he has his good moments. The good seems really good. The good seems real, real positive, real good. Um, smart, smart feet, you know, real quick. A proper uh, winger, fin- finally, for the first finally. time. Finally. In, in how long? 
uh, Eddie Lewis. Eddie Lewis. Colin is, Clark. Whatever. We, no, Colin, we, don't, we don't consider him. If you're talking about playing regularly, it'd be, it'd be Will Helmson, right? I guess so, right? Or um, Christian Will Helmson. What about um, Ishizaki? Was he a proper winger or was he a center mid? Stefani Ishizaki. I think he was a winger. Okay. So maybe he was the last know. one. Yeah. Also, maybe we do get him every now and again. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we, again, we're, like, we're not, we're not uh, the ones with the facts. Like, what's the, the, what's the last what's the last winger we had? We named someone from 96 and then we just go year by year back every time we've had. Well, we've had seasons where we've started like four center midfielders. You mean last season? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, Baggio. Who starts Baggio Husik? Besides us. Yeah, besides uh, us. So, yeah, he looks good, though. He no, it's seems fun. like he has. Finally, a player that's going to go out the defense, you know, not – you know, take a couple touches and then bring it back and try to, you know, distribute it around. But someone who's actually going to take on guys. And some of the shots that he takes are like, it's not so much. And obviously, again, YouTube is nothing but wonder goals, but he takes some pretty brazen shots. Yeah. And, and sometimes they work, you know, sometimes they don't. But it's nice to see this guy who sees the net and goes, I got it. I'm going to take a shot. See what, see what happens. See if I can get a bounce. See if Giassi's there. See if Gio's there. Maybe the keeper doesn't, you know, clutch it. Maybe he just parries it out. And, and we can pick up some garbage goals from that. Yeah, I feel like a guy like um, uh, like uh, Gio is gonna gonna benefit from that. That's, yeah, Gio Boateng. That you know that ball that's you know bounces in front of the keeper and he it's loose and and I I feel like uh, Gio is like the guy who's gonna pounce on that stuff. I'm all, I'm all for it. it. Looks it looks like a really good move and it means Mendiola doesn't have to start. Um, it, which as much as I like Mendiola, I'm not sure I put that responsibility on him just yet. And it means Bajo Husidic is even further down the depth chart. So uh, big positive. Yeah. Uh, it, it Like we were talking about last week, we're back in the mold of I don't understand the Jonathan Dos Santos move now because you're either ensuring that the U.S. men's national team quality midfielder in, in Sebastian Legette is is on the bench. Uh, 1.5 million transfer fee and Tam for Pedro is on the bench. Jermaine Jones at 500 grand is on the bench or... Uh, your designated player winger is on the bench in an effort to fit this guy in. Mm. Um, you know, it's if, if we can find a way. I think Jermaine. I think out of that group, Jermaine ends up the bench player. He's the odd man out. Um, but and he just becomes depth and experience for you know maybe one cup run, and we get rid of him at the end of the year. Um, but it, it's as far as the wing position specifically, and not having to count on Mendiola. I like it. Yeah, and having a, having Mendiola and Boateng as your bench options, it's not mm-hmm. bad. Guys, it's come, not terrible. Guys at all. coming off the bench who who are speedy and and have you know good feet, mm-hmm. it's not bad, dude. Yeah, well, you were having you you wanted me to work on uh, like a depth chart for this year. Yeah, yeah. Before you know, before the show, I, I wanted Chris to get a like a depth chart of of our guys now because after after uh, Alessandrini, I think that's our our last pickup until the summer. I honestly think we're about done. Yeah, um, I think that's it. Which is sad because, as as Tucker will will we'll go through it right now, but we're lacking for sure. There's depth. a couple spots where we can use some help for yeah. sure. Um, overall, I kind of I like this the the structure. Overall, I, I like what we've done so far. Um, you know, we've gotten rid of a lot of dead wood. Uh, obviously, fucking Gerard. Um, we got a real, we got rid of some people who needed to go. Um, uh, let's see our base. We'll start. I guess we started goalkeeping. Uh, Brian Rowe at number one, mm-hmm. uh, Diop at number two, and Kennedy at number three. Even though Kennedy is going to be your one who's on the bench, uh, it's so that Diop can p- 
play for Galaxy 2 and get some regular minutes and, and kind of help him still develop his game. Brian Rowe is obviously your unquestioned number one. I like what I've seen out of Diop. I mean, one thing I'm really hopeful for as far as living in Los Angeles or in Long Beach means I'll get to go to Galaxy 2 games more often. Um, but everything I've seen of Diop, I, I like. He's He's got to figure some things out with his decision-making. But yeah. overall, you know, he's definitely got the tools and he could unseat Brian uh, someday. Uh, you know, but... And Kennedy is just your... Yeah. yeah. I mean, <laughs> he's, he's, he's your 200,000 uh, dead weight I'm on the bench. Sh- yeah, I'm like, I'm sure I sounded exhausted there, but between him and Baggio, like, they are your... And even to a degree, Jermaine, but Jermaine will probably have some more benefits... Those two are our big like contract albatrosses this year. Like yeah. they're just going to kind of sit on our neck um, because no one's dumb enough to take Dan Kennedy from us. And I don't think Baggio really wants to go anywhere. And it, it seems like Kurt likes him or trusts him enough for for a depth option. It's fine. Um, we're not. We're certainly not maximizing that roster space, that cap space. But you know they're they're fine. Um, so yeah, that's that's where the, our goalkeeper situation stands at right now. Uh, going over to right back, uh, we got. Robbie Rogers as the undisputed number one. Now that uh, AJ was stupidly traded to Houston, um, after Rogers, I have uh, Oscar Sordo. Or no, sorry, please. After uh, Rogers, I have uh, Rafa Garcia as a converted right uh, converted uh, defensive midfielder covering for Rogers at right back. Another problem I had with the AJ move is you still had some you had competent coverage and not someone you know even at their advanced age still kind of learning that position. Um, playing it right back. What are you going to do? After Garcia, I have Dave Romney, actually, uh, because I know the Galaxy's plan, from what I've heard anyways, the Galaxy's uh, plan is for him to be able to play competently in all four spots in the back line, which probably is what contributed to making AJ expendable. Uh, And after Romney, then I have Oscar Sordo, um, hopefully, sometime. I I, I think from the images from the the training, I think he's been training, but I don't think he's, he's been around. He was he's on Snapchat. He's posting. He's on Instagram. But I don't think he's technically signed, right? Or is he? Well, he's got a first team contract. Oh, have, okay, but yeah, he has he a first team contract. I thought his, his contract was like it was uh, it was declined or whatever at the end of the year. Or it Ooh, wasn't. Really? It wasn't. I, f- I forgot. You know what? Again, I'm, that's getting cut out. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, so moving into the into the the center back options, we go for me anyway. We go Yellow Van Dom, uh, Daniel Steris. Uh, then I had Jermaine Jones, uh, then Dave Romney, and finally uh, Hugo Ariano, uh, which I like that the kid is that far down. We What worries me about our, us at center back is it's basically Yella, um, Steris, and then Jones, like a, a defensive midfielder who we've seen do the center back job. It's not what I want out of a center back. Even in Jones, I want someone who knows that job and that position. Uh, we shipped, you know, Leonardo, who we I think all of us kind of agreed we were done with, uh, and AJ, who could very much do that job, for a, a converted left back who doesn't really play for the first team, uh, a converted defensive midfielder who will probably eventually not play for the first team anymore, and then a, a LA Galaxy two kid like I'm, I. If I'm picking a position I'm worried about, it's specifically center back. Yeah. No, I mean, as much as I, I love Van Dam, he does go on the uh, the occasional wild tackle. Yeah. So, and he I runs mean, up the field to, to try to score a goal as well. Yeah. And Jones is certainly certainly guilty of that. Mm-hmm. And and so, I'm you know, 
and Steris is not is not the fastest center back in the world, um, but he's he's going to have to be he's going to have to have a lot of energy this year. Given that you know Yellow's a year older, Jones is a year older, um, Ariano is still kind of learning. Dave Romney doesn't get a ton of minutes uh, on the first team um, ever, really, despite apparently being capable to play all four positions on the back line. So I'm 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 concerned about us defensively in that center back, but um, you know moving on. Uh, Going over to the left side, we you would have Ashley Cole at number one, uh, Dave Romney as his backup. Excuse me, um, Dave Romney at, at his backup, and then I would assume in an emergency you flip Robbie Rogers over to that side. Um, the hope is, you know, even if Ashley Cole goes down or we have to rest him, that Romney's going to be capable to step in. If we're in an emergency situation and we lose both, you know, you flip uh, Rogers who who played over there a couple of years ago and very well um, and well enough for it to earn him a right back spot, apparently. Um, so I left back again. I think we're, we're set. And then in, in an absolute emergency past that yellow Van Damme used to play left back for uh, hit the Belgian club. He was at so still left back, like deepest, deepest position we have, which is interesting for MLS. No. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's just so much. What ifs, you know, like yeah. uh, just not having a concrete depth within that back line, it's, it's really scary. Like you're having guys who are like, Oh, this converted guy to this spot, this converted guy to this spot. It's just, it's, it's scary. Yeah. You have, you have converted left winger who eventually played left back and then eventually played right Right back back. for Robbie Rogers. Uh, you have Romney who is a left back who is supposed to be able to play center back, both center back spots and the right back spot. You have Rafa Garcia, who is a defensive midfielder who's supposed to play right back. And you have Jermaine Jones, who's a defensive plays wherever he wants in the midfield. Really. <laughs> yeah. I'm um, like, I'm like, I, don't, then, I don't think you kind of consider him a defensive midfield. He's kind of just, yeah, like, I, I don't know where to categorize. I do what guy. I want midfield. Yeah. And then he's your converted center back. So a lot of conversion, which obviously, you know, worries me a lot, yeah. but uh, you know, AJ was in the same vein, not as drastic, but AJ was in the same vein and he kind of mastered or not mastered, but it was at least competent in all four spots. So, um, I guess there's hope. Hopefully Romney gets enough uh, chance and experience to to really start to blossom this year because it's going to be important that he start getting ready to take Ashley Cole's spot because there's only so many more years this guy's going to be able to you know keep kicking on. Yeah, exactly. Uh, what's up next? Right wing? Right wing, Alessandrini is going to be your number one for sure, um, especially coming in at a designated player. And we're going we're gonna to take Baxter's word as canon and speak as if Alessandrini is already signed. It's not official today, but we're going to, you know, we'll act as if it is. Look, um, as, as a time of recording, uh, we're recording this on, Tuesday, on, a, on a Monday. This is probably yeah. going to come out on a Tuesday or Wednesday. Uh, the Galaxy are scheduled to have a, uh, a conference on Wednesday, I believe, or midweek okay. to announce well, it. So We're signing him. We probably yeah, signed him like a week ago. Exactly. Um, he's just come here to, he's literally coming here to put name to paper. Yeah. Um, or pen to paper, whatever the saying hey. is. God damn. <laughs> name to paper. It was like a wizard. <laughs> yeah, dude. Hopefully. Uh, hey, hopefully. hopefully. Yeah. No, that's one thing watching him play. He kind of reminded me of, uh, uh, Courtois. Like, and I love, I loved watching Courtois, Courtois play, um, very quick feet, very smart feet. So all, all, all thumbs up on the magician. Yeah, Ooh, that, that's what we should call him. The magician. You should call him the fucking magician. We got to find the, the the French translation to that. that I'm in. So da we ma- would have the magician. The magician. Uh, so <laughs> so um, after Alessandrini, we go down to Mendiola. 
for right wing. I hope Mendiola gets a lot of minutes. It's the difficult thing is Alessandrini is not an old man. He's 27. Yeah. He should be more than capable of playing 75, 85, 90% of the games we have this year, which is going to limit the minutes that Mendiola gets. Well, you I know, mean, it is what it is. If you, if you, cause we have some, some, uh, some Lars members who have, uh, friends who are part of the, uh, the Marseille like fan groups. Right. Uh, and they have said that the guy has been kind of injury prone the last year. Uh, so we'll see. Maybe Mendiola might get more minutes than we think. Yeah. And, and, you know, obviously I hope not. And it's nice to know, we know going into it, who our right winger for a cup game is going to be. Oh yeah. The U S open cup. We're going to get someone who like Raul Mendiola, who up until, you know, at least up until there's a signing is your starting right winger. Um, you're going to get someone of his quality playing regularly for the open cup for us. And that's, that's great. That's what I should be working on is freaking open cup lineups. <laughs> we'll you get know, there the, when we get there. The important things. Yeah, um, exactly. And so after quickly after Mendiola, um, I, I have Baggio Hussidic at three and Jose Villarreal at four. Uh, hopefully Jose's above Baggio. I, I don't agree that Jose should be beneath Baggio Hussidic in the depth chart, but I, I think kind of looking at how Bruce ran the team last year and assuming, uh, uh, Anolfo was was at least in on those decisions to a degree, touching base on where Jose Villarreal is. Uh, I still have to put uh, Hussidic at three over Jose, which sucks. But yeah, it's, it's, Jamie think, is, Jamie starts more often for Galaxy two than Jose does. So Jose kind of seems in the in, he's in that uh, Sordo uh, boat, man. Which like, yeah. I have no idea what the hell is going on with him. I don't know what's going on with him. Is it? Do we just do we just move him? I, I've never really advocated selling a player to stand by that guy. Um, but I advocate selling him if there's now a right wing player in Galaxy Two that he's going to be holding down, because he has entirely failed to make that jump. Um, the difference between Villarreal and like Jack McBean's loan, uh, Villarreal went out on loan and it absolutely didn't work out. Jack McBean went out on loan and we're it seems like the fan base is pretty damn excited to have him back for next season. Um, so I, sadly, I, I think it might be over for him. This has got to be the last year. If there's going to be a year for Jose Villarreal, this has to be it. I mean, it's right? got to. It's got to be. It, it has to be it. Yeah. Um, this should have been his year anyway, with Landon officially being gone, Gio officially moving into the middle, Giassi no longer playing on the right wing. Like this should have been last year. Should have been Villarreal's year, and it it just it's year after year after year at this point. Oh, uh, I guess so, you. I did you. You forgot to put uh, Giassi on their your death chart on the right wing. I mean, we would we would be in some deep trouble. <laughs> we'd be in some pretty deep trouble, but yeah, I mean, I, I guess if I'm going to, if look, that's the thing, uh, I don't, I don't put Giassi on this depth chart because that's not going to be the problem area. Okay. If we have to yank him off of the front line, like we're in, we're already in trouble or we better have somebody better that we're putting in that spot. Right. But it's, I would, I would feel more comfortable playing Alessandrini or Mendiola hell, probably Villarreal than taking Giassi off that top line. Um, and putting him on, on the wing. You're right. He should be on there. I guess I'll put him at number two um, after Alessandrini, but I think we do everything we can to keep Gio and Giassi together up top. Right, right, right. I'm just trying to keep you honest, man. No, thank you. Please. I, I, <laughs> I, in all honesty, I just, I BS that because I totally forgot to put him on. Yeah. Um, but I think it, it sounded good. Uh, in the, in the middle, um, in the middle on the right side, I have uh, Jermaine Jones and then Sebastian Legette. Um, more in the, in the players I expect to be going forward, that box-to-box role. You, you, neither of us watched it, but in the USA game, uh, Jermaine Jones and Sebastian Legette were a like-for-like substitution. 
Um, and they both had really strong games out of that position. So I, I'm imagining if Jones goes down, you move legit over um, and then put um, you move legit over and then you put Boateng um, on the left side. Um, but we'll get to because the, you, you'll have, okay, no, we'll get to that then we'll get to, yeah, that. we'll get to the left side. I'm, but, not, try, I'm not trying uh, to, I'm not trying to jump on your, on no, your I did. I did the same thing, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, if I think if Jones has to come out for whatever reason, and I definitely think he'll have to come out at some point this season, uh, it's Sebastian as his number two right. uh, on the the in the center midfield on the left side um number one i have jao pedro we jao. still haven't learned, learned how to pronounce his jo- name joao joao uh pedro uh look he's a did we, we decided jp didn't we jp yeah good All old right. jp All right. um he's 1.5 million million transfer fee to, uh, an actual defensive midfielder still has a rough first touch but based on what we currently have he's got to be the number one in that spot. It should free Jones up to, to do a whole lot of moving. Um, and, and even still with Jonathan Dos Santos coming in and let's admit Jonathan Dos Santos is coming. Um, I don't think you spend 1.5 million as a transfer fee and then toss him to the bench. So he's got to be your number one um, after him in the D mid spot. Sadly, I think they play Hussidic before they play uh, before they play Garcia. Um, I agree. I would imagine Jones is kind of interchangeable in this spot as well mm-hmm. in an emergency. Uh, so perhaps I should go Jao Pedro, Jermaine Jones, Baggio, Garcia. But then I can't, I'm not sure I can get my head around Garcia being fourth in a D mid depth chart. Like what's the point? Um, no, I definitely think, I definitely think you're correct on that. But again, but this is, this is a new coach. So who knows? It's it's a new them. administration. Yeah. yeah. So who knows how we, how, how they see uh, the Baggio and, and, uh, God damn it. Uh, J- and Garcia. JP. God yeah. damn it. Oh, and Garcia, Garcia, yeah. yeah. Who knows what, how they see them as, as the depth, you know? Yeah. Moving on to the left, uh, I have, uh, and this is, all of this still might change depending if we do anything else, but uh, moving over to the left, I have Sebastian Legette is our number one. Uh, I still don't think the Galaxy can find a way to sell putting that guy on the bench after the fan reception he had last year, the fact that he's made the national team. Um, and they, you know, I judge most things by how our social media department goes and they are uh, promoting the living hell out of Sebastian Legette. So yeah. I assume he's starting. You got to find a way to get him on the field. Uh, he's starting. Emma Boateng is his number two. Um, I'm kind of tossed up on this one. You tell me what you think. I couldn't figure out whether I wanted to put Jose Villarreal on the left as a number three or Bradford Jameson as the number three. Well, again, I think this goes back to maybe having uh, Geo as your winger if in a situation where you have to have them there. I don't. I. I don't know. I can't imagine a scenario where we're putting Giovanni Dos Santos on the wing, like not on the. Uh, maybe I don't know. if you if you need like a, a garbage time goal, where you throw up, you know, McBean, and you have Giassi as the two, you know, kind of taller guys. But even then, I tuck. I would tuck Geo in, in the middle, and then I would I would compress that midfield, maybe, um, and just try to play like right over the top to him. I don't know. I can't. I can't come up with a scenario where I think Geo plays the left wing. I guess it's possible, um, and enough for where he should be on the list. I guess, but uh, I, I still think, given the whole like youth movement we have, you know, you give Villarreal a minute, you give Bradford a minute, and try to you know see if that kid still got it at all. Um, I was tossed between those two for the sake of, of my list. Uh, I think I put Villarreal over Bradford Jameson. Uh, I'm willing to see that go either way. 
Um, yeah, I, that's that's one you can flip flop and probably because I don't I don't think either one of them are going to be on the bench regularly anyway. No, no. So outside of an emergency, I, I can't really see that happening. Um, so I guess it's irrelevant. But three, yeah, three, four. I kind of had a toss up for left wing, um, and then moving to the the sexier positions at forward uh, on the the right forward, I have Jossie Zardes. Uh, he's backed up by Jack McBean coming back. Um, Twenty one years old. Still relatively young, still a lot of time to to blossom. Uh, Look, man, he before he went on loan, man. I mean, literally tearing it up, tear, tore it up, tore it up, dude. Yeah. yeah, you sent you sent him on loan. Being realistic, we sent him on loan because the competition for the USL wasn't good enough wasn't. to help him develop anymore. Exactly. He was he was not good enough for MLS and was too good for the USL. So we needed to send him out to see what he could do. Mm-hmm. Apparently, they're very happy with him. They're very happy to have him back in camp. That he's still around. Um, you know, you and I talked about it a few weeks ago. He is your young Alan Gordon. Um, hopefully we get the same, you know, kind of heart and dedication from him. Never really doubted it before. But big year for Jack McBean. Going to yeah. get some minutes with Giassi on World Cup qualifiers. Uh, Going to get some minutes with Gio out on World Cup qualifiers. Uh, Open Cup games, it's obviously going to be McBean-Lassiter or some combination of that. Um, unless, but unless it's like even on a five-man midfield, I start Jack McBean over Lassiter today. So, no. Looking I, at, a, I completely agree. I mean, this is going to be his year to to show up and show that he belongs here. At least that he belongs on the first team. Yeah. We, I mean, we have to get away from the mentality of if Jack McBean doesn't score ten goals, it's a failure. No, if he doesn't no, no. score eight he, goals, he's got to put up, you know, at least Alan Gordon numbers, which is like six, seven goals. Which is all you're asking for. Yeah. It's all anyone. It's all we should be. It's all we should expect from him. Yeah. Give us, and it's what you and I talked about, and a lot of Larsers would talk about in, our, in the Google Hangout we're in. Um, when you're talking about the money spent, it's what level of productivity are you getting for the money spent? Can you get Alan Gordon numbers from Jack McBean, paying Jack McBean less than you pay Gordo? Right. Probably. Um, could you get Baggio Hussitic, uh productivity from Rafa Garcia? Yes, then why are you playing? Why are you paying Baggio Hussitic? Can you get Dan Kennedy? Uh, uh, can you get his productivity from Diop? Yes. So why are you paying Dan Kennedy? Now you pay Dan Kennedy so that Diop can go develop, so he can go do something else, uh, can get regular minutes on Galaxy 2. But as much as I love Gordo, and I, I really do, uh, paying him and playing him and putting him on the bench is just a spot you're taking away from one of these kids. It's just. It's uh, experience time that they're no longer getting yeah. because we have to we have to find a way to get this guy on the bench. Look how much money we're paying him, especially in a cost cutting era. When I when I when I think about you know the signing of Jonathan Dos Santos in the summer, mm-hmm. I I kind of feel like Legette might be the one that is sacrificed to the bench because you do have a Jermaine Jones who is costing you like five hundred thousand. Sure, but where I mean, so you put you put. I guess we're going to get off topic for a harpy, but so you, you bench legit for DeSantos where, what are you, are you switching Romain Roman to the left side? Well, I think you're definitely going to have to, to switch a formation, have a formation change, but I mean, I'm, I think, I don't, I don't know exactly where you're going to put these guys. And, and that kind of goes to the point of buying a guy who's really not going to fit into your team. Again, as, as you've said, again, like don't, don't sign Alessandrini. Don't sign Alessandrini. Don't sign Jones or Dan, or don't sign Pedro. And Dos Santos makes sense. Yeah, exactly. It's specifically because you signed those guys that it doesn't make sense. Every so you signed Jermaine Jones at five hundred grand, whatever it is. You signed uh, JP, my man, my bay. Uh, you signed Alessandrini, 
and you extend Legit. Like you've you've now you've absolutely dedicated to this midfield. And then you go out to get another one that disrupts it. It has to be. That's why I think it has to be Jones to the bench, especially if it's only a one-year deal. Right, right. Five hundred grand hurts. Uh, it definitely hurts. But you know, we live. We you know, it's something that we can survive off of. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know. Who, who knows? Who knows if you know? Maybe Sturz is the one who gets uh, sacrificed at the bench, and you see a Jones and and Van Dam partnership in center back. Well, everything I know about, at least just the moves that Minnesota has made, that would terrify me. Yeah, just the speed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah. I'm, just, you know, just, I'm, just, I'm just throwing it out there. No, so, but it's, it's, not, it's not too worrisome. Um, it's all things I can live with. Right. But, you know, uh, it just, it, it's confusing. It's confusing, and then it goes entirely against what we said uh, a few months ago of we're only going to sign designated players that directly affect our team, exactly. that, that directly fit into what we currently have. Exactly. Rounding out the list uh, over on the left side, Last left forward. Last but not least. Last but not least. Um, you know, the king, at least as far as the season's going to be, Giovanni Dos Santos um, and uh, Ariel Lasseter. Whose father is now the head coach of the Ottawa Fury, which is weird. Oh, that's cool. Um, I didn't hear about that. Yeah, good on him. Oh, good on him. Um, and Jose Villarreal, uh, kind of rounding it all out. Um, what concerns me about the forwards, if I may, Giassi is really good, to the, as much as we've seen. Gio, very good, as much as we've seen. Lassiter did very well in Galaxy 2. McBean did very well in Galaxy 2. Jose Villarreal, you know, used to kind of be the guy. Um, but the thing that that is a little worrisome is with Keen, you always knew what you were going to get. You know, the last year was a little questionable, but you you had a guy on the field where you were like, oh, in a pinch, that guy can get me a goal. Right. Keno can bring me back. As long as Keen's in the game, we got a shot. It's kind of a, it was a Kobe Bryant thing. With Kobe, you know, as, as at least a few years ago, not the last couple of years of the Lakers, <laughs> but a, a couple of years ago, if you weren't beating the Lakers by 15 points going into the fourth quarter, you were losing. You were going to lose that game. Um, with Robbie, even if we were down a goal, if we were down two goals, you still felt like we had a shot. Mm-hmm. It'll be interesting to see how Giassi and Gio play play together and, and what the pr- production's like when they've got the keys to the castle and you don't have to worry about Keen coming in and disrupting anything. We haven't really seen Giassi without Keen yet. We've only seen Gio without Keen a couple times. Um, I'm hopeful, but we're missing Kino, we're missing Landon, we're missing Gordo who may not get you a goal but can certainly get you an assist or at least uh uh take some defenders away from you so you got a shot. The front line's a little worrisome despite the quality we have and even despite the depth we have. There's just isn't that like killer instinct on there. And right. Gio can Gio can help that very quickly. If he has a hot start to the season or if Giassi has a real hot start to the season, then all the concerns about not having Keen or not having that killer instinct or Landon, but not having that killer instinct on the field that you know can get you a goal, that goes away. Right. No, but if, if if they have a slow start, who knows? Yeah, because the problem is, you know, what what are what about those games we do find ourselves in the hole yeah. and needing to go late? Yeah. Having, and we have Dan- having McBean or, or Ariel uh, come up the benches, it's not... It's not the same. It's not confidence boosting, you know? Yeah. And and look, we had Daniel Starris and Robbie Rogers are starting. We will definitely have games that we're behind in. <laughs> um, that's going to happen. But that's the one part that's really worrisome to me is like if we're if those two are the guys and they are the but when you look at it or you know here's a list: Zardis, McBean, Gio, Lasseter, Villarreal. If 
if you're expecting goals out of that list, it's the first two guys. Right. So if, if they're not linking up, if it's not working and you have to bring someone on McBean, Lassiter, Jose Villarreal, either of those guys can get you a goal. It can happen. They're, they're able, they have the ability. Um, I, I, I don't think anyone ever sees their number come up and go, Ooh, thank goodness. Right. Jack McBean. <laughs> we're, 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 we got it now. Ooh, Seattle beware. You and, know? and I think that's the, that's the, the issue of this off season mm-hmm. is it's all pretty much what ifs. It's a lot of what ifs. What if Alessandrini comes in and, and tears it up? Mm-hmm. What if he's bad? What if Joe Pedro, what? who no one knows about comes in and just is terrible. What if Alessandrini, what if Alessandrini puts in the effort with us that he was accused of putting in with Marseille? Yeah, which was not very much. And so if we if that's the situation, now we have a DP that's not just not putting in the, the production that we wanted. Um, he's costing us a hell of a lot of money, costing us a DP spot, which is worth more than the money, and stunting Mendiola in minutes that you know the kid could have otherwise gotten. Like yeah. there's a lot of what ifs. Yeah, that's and I think that's that's what concerns a lot of people is just it's just so many questions. Like what if but won't what be if, answered won't be answered until obviously the season starts. Yeah, and I, I hate to commit such heresy, but what if Yella doesn't have the season he had last year? Yeah. What if Ashley Cole doesn't have this career resurgence like yeah. he had last year? What if the the all the travel and the years are finally starting to catch up with him? You know, what if what if Gio gets his brother in town and they start partying again? And we got to deal with this situation with a family that's got, you know, he's going to have a significant amount of control inside the galaxy. What if Giassi decides he, he does have a good start to the year and he wants to go abroad in the summer? Or if his injury keeps persisting and, and holds him back. Yeah, because if you paid attention for the U.S. national team, one day he was sick, the next day he was hurt. Yep. Which means he probably wasn't sick on the first day. He was just hurt and they were hoping he'd be okay. Right. You know, what if this, this what's becoming a worrisome track record you know, continues. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, there's a lot of what, what if uncle, what if, what if our team is terrible and our, our coaches, you know, terrible, like these are all what ifs, like yeah. we can't, we can't answer these until, you know, the first couple of weeks of the season. What if Kurt Anolfo continues his 50% MLS coaching record? Right. You know, what if it turns out P Fiennes is not good enough for the job? Right. You know, uh, what if we pay for Giovanni Dos Santos or for what's his name? Jonathan Dos Santos and adding him to the midfield totally disrupts the locker room, but you've somehow found a way to make your number one DP happy by making his brother, your number three DP. Like we don't know. There's a lot of what ifs going into this year. Yeah. And I don't think there's a lot of hope and optimism. I, I fear you and I may be a part of that. I, <laughs> we might be part look, of the reason. <laughs> we, might, we, might, we might be uh, pushing that agenda a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but as always, I, I just, am, I'm cautiously optimistic. I read it. I look, I read it like I see it. There is a lot of, there's a lot of reasons to be hopeful. Yes. Um, there's a lot of upside. There's a lot of potential. If, yes. if JP, if our boy, Chow Pedro, if he is the man, if he comes in as a young defensive midfielder that can stay for a while and cement that spot, the new junior, especially if it's him and Leggett going forward for, for years yeah. or him and, and, and Jonathan Dos Santos going forward for years. Hey, it worked. Uh, got, uh, dude, it's going to be, you got six years until one of those guys turns 30. Yeah. R- Roman uh, Alessandrini, 25 years, 27, 27, sorry, 27 years old as a winger. Perfect age. And apparently, age. apparently signed to a supposedly like a three year deal. deal. So yeah, three years, the rumor, I think. Yeah. Uh, but you get that guy, you run him till he's 30 years old. 
if he's good, you extend him. If he's not, hey, what are you going to do? Yeah. Um, hopefully he got some time to teach Mendiola. Um, you know, there's there's a lot of potential upside here. Are there things to be worried about? Of yeah. Course, I mean, yeah, I'm still I'm still deathly worried that Curtinolfo is my head coach. Uh, I think it starts there. But on the field, if some of these things work out, then it's, I mean, GM of the year, president of the year for, for Chris Klein. Right. If these things, if you find a way to win these games and win an MLS Cup with Jack McBean and Ariel Lasseter as your number three and four, you deserve some kind of trophy. You did, you did something right. You did something right. <laughs> yeah. uh, so it's 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 interesting. If if Daniel Starris is your starting center, if Robbie Rogers is your starting right back, and you win an MLS Cup, good on you. Oh, so man, hopefully I, we can do it again without shade, Robbie. The, the shade is starting early this year for you, man. Well, well, uh, Rogers was the was uh, right back in twenty. Nope, yeah, he would have been left back in twenty fourteen. So uh, I'm still hopeful. I'm hopeful. Um, I'm always hopeful. Um, like I said, cautiously optimistic. Cautiously optimistic. That's 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 the mantra. Yeah, I spend I spend a lot of time reading into the things we do. Yeah. So uh, understandably, I get pretty stressed out about it. But right. you know, cautiously optimistic. Cautiously optimistic. That, that let's let's all let's all breathe in, mm. breathe out. <sighs> that's the mantra for the for. That's the, what we should start doing at the end of these. <laughs> when I get all, <laughs> some affirmations at the end of the at the end of the podcast. Yeah, I get all worked up and angry, and I feel like my heart's gonna explode. And then at the end, we just go. <sighs> I just say you're centered. good. You're good enough. You say you're good enough. You're, you're smart enough. enough. And by God, people like you. There you go. Yeah. I mean, it's it's look. It's a good. There's if it works. It's a great time to be a Galaxy fan. I, I'm going to leave it there because I'm getting ready to go negative again. But yeah, if no, it works, us, yeah, let's leave it on a positive yeah. note for once in our goddamn podcast lives. If it works, it's a great time to be a Galaxy fan. All right, man. Well, anything else you wanted to talk about? I feel like I'm missing something, but uh, eh. oh, oh, I remember. Oh, I remember what I'm missing. All right, what are you missing? You know they're going to give Jermaine Jones Kobe's number, right? Uh, you know what. I think we, we can, can save it. Let's save it. We can save it because that that'll give us on another half an hour. And yeah. Oh, I think, minimum. I think, I oh, think, I got a level of rage about this topic. <laughs> <laughs> and I think both of us have shit to do right now. So, oh uh, yeah, my whole family's here. Oh my God. Yeah. All right, man. Well, uh, let them know your uh, social medias, dude. Uh, at zero cool one three eight. You can find me there on Twitter, Snapchat, Instagrams, MySpace, Friendster, live journal, the whole deal. All right. You're on Zanga still too. Still in Zanka, always. All right. You can find me at Ed the Zombie on Twitter. You can find us at Riot Squadcast on Twitter. Please go to our Facebook. Just search uh, Riot Squadcast. Please, guys, do us a favor. Uh, share, like our posts. Uh, that gives us a lot of visibility with your friends and all that. Well, right now, because we're just to, to pull the curtain back a little bit, um, we are regularly getting the largest amount of downloads that we get every week. Um, yeah, it's going up every single really time, which Thank is great. Thank you. We thank you. We love you all for it. Keep engaging. Keep reviewing. Keep liking. Um, the main thing at this point now is sharing. Yeah. If you can share this on your Facebook, on your Twitter, on your Live Journal, tag me. I don't know if that's how that works. I've never used Live Journal. Um, but if you can start sharing it on your social media and letting other people know about it, we'll get bigger still. Ed and I got some phenomenal news um, that will speed up a whole lot of plans that we had. Uh, we got it earlier today. Ben, we're talking about you, my friend. Um, and we're working on a whole bunch of, of big things and trying to go bigger and bigger and bigger. So if you can definitely help us out by hitting share whenever you see this. Um, retweet that, on, the, retweet, on, on the tweeters. 
whatever it is you're into. Instagram, repost. If you follow myself or the Riot Squad account, maybe, we always maybe, post up our episodes. Maybe, maybe we should just start uh, our own Instagram for the Riot Squadcast. Nah. nah. No one uses the other one. Who cares? Too much. Yeah. You know who uses the other one? Me. Okay. Me and, and I'm sure one other person. <laughs> well, there you go. Never mind. Yeah. So, yeah. If, um, if Instagram did where you could, like, uh, you know, have different. Uh, you know, multiple accounts on your one account, that'd be nice, but you can, can Oh you? well, on your one. Well, like I can no, sign like, in on Instagram. Yeah, we can no. talk about how Instagram works later. What I'm saying, <laughs> like on Twitter, you can have like all your pages, you know, and just oh, click yeah. on, but Instagram, you can't do that. Right. Yeah, you can. We'll talk about it later. You don't need to, people here don't need to learn about how Instagram works. I'm an old man, dude. I don't, I don't, know, how, I don't know how things work. I'm ending the show. I'm canceling it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, but please, if, and guys, if you can, please go to iTunes, give us a five-star review. That would be very, very, very appreciated. Yeah, and we, we share them with each other. Like, we really like seeing them, so Yeah, again, great. endorphin, you know, endorphin rush, because, you know, we're two adults who suffer from depression and anxiety. Oh, it's going to be like diabetes? <laughs> um, also, super, 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 super fast. Um, uh, my, my friends with the Banner Club, uh, we're going to meet up. When I get back home and I get to the Step Up Center, anyone who listens regularly and enjoys the show, we definitely want to put together like a little meetup, uh, whether um, it's at the Riot Squad section before dude, game or do, if we let's can do a live show. Oh god, it'd be horrifying! But you have to <laughs> you you edit out way too many of my racial slurs for me to ever do this live. Look, to be fair, no, not that much. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, yeah, we should do a live show. Fuck it. Why not? But awesome. I definitely want to do a meetup with anyone who who listens regularly and enjoys the show and. Um, it would be great. So Most we're going to work on that as well when, when we get back. Yeah, and we're definitely working on like some uh, little merch stuff, like stickers and whatnot. So yeah, I want a T-shirt. Yeah, me too. So, I mean, that's definitely going to be in the works as well. All right, buddy. I got to roll. All right, brother. Love you, man. Yeah, be well. Much love. Later.